Welcome to Thoughts of a Veteran Christian Mental Health Dude. I am your host, Rich Watson. So I do want to apologize. I haven't recorded in a couple weeks. I've been traveling for work and I uh, took a little bit of vacation time in there to see my family. It was a great visit. Went up to New York and saw my dad and my sisters and a whole bunch of other folks. It was fantastic. I also did some work while I was up there uh, working with veterans and it was just really a good couple weeks, uh, but I haven't been able to record because of that. So I'm back today and I want to actually talk to you about a book that I read years ago. It's called The Four eight principle by an individual by the name of Tommy Newberry. And the, the subtitle of this book is the secret to a joy filled life. And one of the other taglines, if you look at the back of the book, uh, says each moment is a fresh start when you change the way you think. Now, it's honestly a great read. I haven't read it in a long time, but just looking over it a little bit this past week really has reinvigorated me to read it again. Now, the book is based on Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, and uh, some context here is this is what Paul wrote when he was in prison, and it reads like this, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good rapport, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Now, Paul wrote these again when he was in prison. And it was intended as a call for continual growth and transformation in the life of a Christian. It was showing by example the refusal to dwell on the negative, but intentionally focus on the positive. And if you allow God to use that as a way for peace to grow and then turmoil to dwindle in your life. Now, I know this phrasing, especially when you say things like refuse to dwell on the negative and intentionally focus on the positive. I know this phrasing may seem like an oversimplification, but it really is what God would have us to do. I do want to note that when I say refuse to dwell on the negative, I understand that we will have negative emotions, negative thoughts. That is acceptable. But like Paul, right, he was in prison and he definitely probably had, uh, I, w I, w I would guess, would have some sort of negative emotion, negative thought associated with that. But he didn't dwell in those. He didn't live in those. He had them. He probably felt them, but he pushed through to actions that weren't of that. And then intentionally focusing on the positive. That means really if you look for the positive, you're going to find it. So now back to the book, this 4-8 this principle is simply broken down into three sections. It's about discovering your joy, developing your joy, and defending your joy. And I feel like we've done a lot of podcast episodes about discovering your joy and developing your joy. And we use the term maybe values or happiness or whatever, but it's the same thing, right? We've talked about that in the past. So I want to talk a little bit about this section on defending your joy. And there are three parts to that, uh, that particular chapter. It's one, your personal firewall, two, junk proofing your mind, and three, thanks for everything. We're going to focus on number two, but real quick, the first and third one, your personal firewall. That's all about setting boundaries for yourself and guarding your heart and protecting your joy. Are you setting those boundaries in your life that will help bring you joy? Are you guarding your heart in that respect, right? Just like you would have a firewall for a computer that protects you from certain viruses and things of that nature. What is your personal firewall? Is it your relationship with God that helps you? Things of that nature, right? The third one uh, is that thanks for everything, and it's showing gratitude. Probably one of the simplest but most profound things you can do in your life is show gratitude for things that bring you joy, for things that help you grow. When you show gratitude for those, it actually increases your sense of joy. But it's that second one that I want to focus on, that junk-proofing your mind, right? What does that actually mean? Now, I think of it in, in this way, right? If we want a healthy body, bearing in mind I'm working on this, we strive not to put junk food in it. The less junk food you put in your body, the more healthy it's going to be. 
A healthy mind is exactly the same. We do not want to put junk in it. A healthy mind can and will produce joy just like a healthy body will produce energy. So what is, in my mind, one of the key strategies to junk-proofing your mind? Again, to me, it is focusing on the right relationships. Now, I saw a leader once ask for a volunteer while speaking to youth. Uh, he was on stage and asked if he could uh, pull the youth on stage using only one arm. And so uh, to create this visual a little bit, he uh, they were about the same weight. And he looked at this young man and said, can I pull you up on this stage using one arm? Can I lift you up? And he said, sure, you can try. And with one arm bending over, he tried to lift this kid up. And it was really hard for him to do. It was really hard for him to use his one arm and lift somebody of the same weight up onto a stage. Sure, he may have gotten him off the ground a little bit, but he couldn't get him on the stage. And he was very theatrical about it, which I thought was cool, making you know grunting noises and Ooh, all that type of stuff. But it was awesome. And then conversely, he told that same youth, hey, can you pull me down with one finger and the youth got they used his pointer finger i think is what it was and just you know grabbed hold of him and was literally able to pull him down with one finger the message of this uh, was very simple and i don't think was lost on the lost on the youth the message was just this it is far easier to be pulled down than to be lifted up one finger and i could pull somebody down one whole hand and it's still hard to lift somebody up. Every relationship you have in life will likely have one of these two outcomes. They will either pull you down or lift you up. So ask yourself this question. Do the people you spend the most time with amplify the joy in your life? So I'm reminded in Proverbs 27, 17, uh, that one person sharpens another just as iron sharpens iron. That's the relationships you want to look for. The individuals you and I choose to associate with will influence us, likely more than any other factor in your life. Now, I want to share an example from my life, especially as a veteran. I've often seen this, and, and I talk with uh, veterans all the time, right? But one of the things that I think is funny to me is, is I'll get around a group of veterans and sometimes it's that disgruntled veteran, right? You know, you know the type, I think you know what I'm talking about here. Uh, they recount how the military did them wrong. They talk about how the VA is terrible and how civilians will never understand them. And that is what they talk about all the time. And when I'm around them, I can feel my blood boil because I'm like, yeah, the military did me wrong and the VA sucks and civilians, man, they're never going to get us. But the truth is I don't actually feel that way at all. My time in the military was good and I've had a decent experience with the VA and I have more civilian friends than I do veteran friends, and most of them understand me pretty well. But all of a sudden, when I'm around them, I can feel myself starting to think that and starting to want to kind of perpetuate that in my life. And then I just need to remind myself that I actually don't feel that way. I don't feel that way at all. But then as I look at their friend group, that's who they surround themselves with, and that's what they discuss. So here's what I'm getting at. Most of us will inevitably take on the attitudes, the habits, the beliefs, the mannerisms, and even potentially the values of those who we surround ourselves with. You will either be sharpened or dulled by your relationships. So keep your distance from those who don't support your dreams and goals and those who start to drag you down or who just aim for good enough in their lives because most of us don't want just good enough. Instead, surround yourself with people who constantly stretch you, who raise your standards and help you pursue your dreams. 
Now, from a Christian perspective, I don't want you to hear that we need to cut off all ties with non-Christians, right? I think sometimes we can get that twisted. Well, as a Christian, I want other people that are going to help lift me up to God and and, and lift me up in, in wrong terminology there, but help my relationship with God grow. I think that's admirable, and I think that's the type of people you should want to be around but it does not mean you cut off ties and don't associate with people who aren't Christian. Uh, but it does mean that you maybe should be weary of what those who don't share that same vision of God as you, uh, what those people kind of contribute to your life. Because they have their own sometimes, and you've probably been around them, the Christians that have a real corrosive attitude. Um that can be dangerous and that can be severely damaging to your faith and your joy because people will take your joy. They will be a thief of your joy if you allow that. And if you want to improve in this area, if you want to look at your friends, if you want to see, you know, what's going on, invest more of your time in people who do these types of things. People whose character and integrity are equal to or greater to yours People who share your faith, not necessarily your denomination, but your faith. People who, whose lives already seem to be joy-filled and fueled by faith. People who will hold you accountable and people who draw out the best in you. Those are the relationships you want. If you feel your relationships in life are compromising your joy, you can start to change that today. Do an assessment of your relationships. Ask yourself who is lifting you up in life and who is pulling you down. Ask yourself if your associations associations with individuals, if they're in sync with your ambitions or not. If you have those relationships that are lifting you up and in sync with your ambitions, begin to spend more time and energy there. Focus on those relationships. As for the other relationships, it's up to you. You can minimize your time with them. You can begin to slowly distance yourself from them. Or you can understand the impact that they have on you and even prepare for that ahead of time when you have interactions with them. But don't oversaturate your time with people who drag you down. It will only hurt you and it will rob your joy. Choose those who help you to be better and hopefully you can do the same for them. A key component to junk-proofing your mind and finding joy in your life is the relationships that you keep. And despite any thought you may have to the contrary, you have complete control over that. Rich 